0: the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey guys, welcome to Oral Sessions with Renee Paquette. This is where we mash up the best of the week. We take our interviews from Tuesday and Thursday, what those episodes were. We take those highlights. We put them together all here in one convenient place for your listening pleasure. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. We've put together here for you guys. And if you want to go back and listen to these interviews in their entirety, you can do that right here where you're listening as it is. Um, so anywhere you guys are listening to podcasts, you can go back and find those full length interviews. But otherwise, we've, uh, we've done a little bit of heavy lifting for you and and gave you guys some of the highlights from what, from what you want to hear. But, you know, we're so lucky with all the amazing guests that we have on oral sessions that I'm sure if you're fans of these people, you're going to want to go back and hear more of their story here, more of who these people are and what makes them tick and what has led to their success, all that fun stuff. Um, I love what I get to do here. And I love getting to chat with all these interesting and fascinating people. It's a hell of a time. And yeah, now we just get to do a little best stuff here on the weekend. So here we go. Let's get into it. Here's the best stuff from this week on Oral Sessions. I feel like, um, so when I first started wanting to do this podcast, you were one of the people that I was like dying to talk to. Uh, just because I f- i mean, obviously, I know you, you're a friend of mine, but there's just there's so many things that you've been able to do and to be able to accomplish. And then we were able to bond over the whole commentary thing. We've had so many different like, yeah, I, I'm just really looking forward to having you on the show today. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to like, I feel like our friendship got to really blossom when we got to share that role together and learning that's the commentary stuff. But I'll always remember like, natty mentioning this new girl renee like to me because i had already retired i had seen you a couple of times but i was pretty much out of wwe at that point point. and then i met you and i was like oh like if natty says you're cool i know you're cool so well it's also like the canadian connection
0: you have a bit of a soft spot for us canadians
1: I don't know where that came from that thing, but like somehow I just surrounded myself in this wall of white and red that I love so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Buffalo's close enough. I feel like Buffalo pretty much counts. Yeah, I'm often
1: mistaken for Canadian and I'm okay. <laughs>
0: it's funny because I feel like, I mean, with me not doing commentary now and not working with WWE, I still get tagged and stuff of like, "Man, you and Beth sound the same on commentary." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess we have like that same kind of almost like regional dialect that like we would we would sound kind of the same. We're fr- we're only a couple hours apart from each other where we grew up."
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes I can have a little bit more of a western New York twang for example, like, you know, Wade is there with me and, and Stu has like, obviously this very proper British accent and it's really visible in the word Gargano. Cause he'll say Gargano and I'll be like <laughs> Gargano. And like, just you can see, it's just, it's just, but it's so interesting. You know, like, I do feel like also you and I came kind of side by side at the same time, and it was really like, um, it was different to have a female voice. And I think sometimes that's why like they made us so relatable because they just weren't used to hearing any females on in that role so they're just like oh of course it's the same person and they're both blind <laughs> <Same person. laughs>
0: yeah i feel like people would even see us on camera and think that we were the same person it's like guys we're both just two like white blonde women like, yeah, like come on yeah
1: yeah like, and then throw I me mean, i'll take it them, too, the yeah. three of us like <laughs> There's some relation here. There's something going on.
0: Something is happening. <laughs> something is in the water. We've, we've all consumed it. I'll take it though. I mean, it's, it's a good group to be lumped into. Yes. Um, yes. Your documentary when it came out, what was your reaction to being able to see that and getting ready to share all of, I mean, your entire journey. And I mean, even before, just before I let you even answer, I mean, I was watching that and I don't know if it's like my pregnancy hormones or whatever, but I was like tearing up so many different times of just like, well, just like seeing like a woman doing what you, what you've been able to accomplish. I mean, from like joining the wrestling team and then making your way through WWE, like just that perseverance that you had. I was like, oh, I hope that my daughter has that. Like it's, it's, it was so cool. How, how did you feel watching it?
1: First of all, the hormone thing is real because (laughs) having children completely ruined my tough guy image. It's gone. I cry when I like see a diaper commercial. It's really bad. So that will continue. Let those emotions fly. <laughs> yes. And second, it was, it was really kind of like, I was really anxious about it and nervous because, you know, it's, it was always easy for me. Cause I kind of had like self-esteem issues growing up. It was always easy for me to put on the wrestling tights and pretend to be somebody that I wasn't, but I was always insecure about the person that I was. So I got to be a part of Adam's documentary. I've commented on other people's documentaries. Like, I love talking about other people, but it was a a real level of discomfort for me to talk about myself and kind of pull the veil back and show my family and everything. And just like, I am so protective of people like, you know, how wonderful social media can be sometimes. And I just didn't want any, I didn't want anybody to experience some of the negativity that we deal with on the daily basis but I, I haven't encountered a lot of that since the documentary came out. I feel like everybody kind of sees us for what we is, what we is. They pay me to speak on WWE. I do that often. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Who cares? Mommy brain also (laughs) is a real thing, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I feel like people see my family, like we're a small tight family and, you know, I had such great support trying to get into this crazy dream of mine. And, and my, my little posse has remained tight. And, and so I was really proud to put that out there because also, you know, Adam and I talked about this. We had a lot of hesitancy with showing the children as much as we have. We're a little protective about their image being put out there. We just don't want them to feel the pressure of having one public figure as a parent, let alone two. So we're, we're cautious about that, but we felt like this is kind of a time capsule for them and a little taste of like where they came from and who their parents are, which I would have died to have. I would love to know my parents, like they'll get to know us intimately from a lot of these WWE projects. So we, we felt like it was a good balance of like sharing who we really are without like overexposing, I guess.
0: It's funny. Cause I mean, I feel like I'm spending a lot of time thinking about that now of like, what, like, where do you draw the line? on what you show your kids. Cause I know it's gotta be like almost that knee jerk reaction of like everybody look at this person I've made that I'm obsessed with, but then also like protecting them and be like, also stay away from my children forever, please.
1: (laughs) You know, it's a real, I think it's a real personal decision. And I think like the, 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 again, here's some unsolicited advice. This happens a lot too, between moms, bring it. What I personally feel what's worked for us is like, again, it's a real personal decision for us, what what we put out there, but also like our kids are going to grow up in this, like, social media, like everything's out there. Right. So we got to empower them and teach them what it is rather than try to keep them in a bubble, because that doesn't work either. At some point, they're going to be grown ups and they're going to be navigating their own life. And it would be a disservice to them to be like, this doesn't exist. Everybody's nice out there. You know? So I feel like, I feel like there's a happy medium in there somewhere. And now as our kids are kind of getting to the age where they're really little people and not babies anymore, we're starting to see how to do that as we go.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to have to navigate those waters as I go too. Cause I mean, as much as John and I can be like, we're going, this is what we want to do. Plans change, ideas change, situations change. So all you can do is kind of like roll with the punches and figure it out and do your best.
1: Well, and what's neat, I feel like is like you grow just as much as the kids do. Like I am not the same person that I was eight years ago when I got pregnant, you know, like the things that used to be a big deal suddenly become in perspective. So it's, it's a cool journey to have kids and it's crazy. (laughs) So buckle up. Um,
0: before we move on from the documentary, um, your mom in the documentary and your brother in the documentary, your mom is a stone cold Fox. (gasps) You really come Stop. from some like great gene. She was on. I was like, look at Beth's mom go. Were they nervous to be a part
1: of it? How did oh, they feel about it? Terrified. You know, like they've <laughs> never been, on, never been on camera. They've, and again, they watched me from afar through like a lens. They wouldn't watch me and be like, wow, what a great match. You really had me enthralled. They'd watch and be like, oh, did you break your arm? Are you okay? Was that real? Like, did you? Plus the tooth, you know, like they watch through a different lens. They love wrestling. My brother and I grew up loving wrestling, but he loves me a lot more than he loves wrestling. So there's a level of like fear that now I understand as a, as a new wrestling wife because Adam returned to wrestling after you know we got together. So now I'm I I understand that fear a lot more watching somebody that you love so much kind of be put in harm's way. And I know you understand that on many levels as well. It's the worst. It is the worst. Like I
0: always hear about like you know, significant others that maybe have like a, a, a signal that they'll give to each other on camera or something to like, let them know that they're okay. I'm like, I got to loop John in on that. Cause sometimes I'm sitting at home and I'm like, you've got to be shitting me right now. Like, tell me that
1: you're okay. You know, it's not like John chose like the grappling side of wrestling. Like he's like, right? Let's blow me up. Why not? You know? Oh my god! Some C four and some blood into this mix. Like honestly,
0: thank God that explosion didn't work. I was like bracing for it. I'm like, no, 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 and then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, now I feel bad for you, but also thank God you're okay. Yes, yes. This is a mix of emotion. Yeah, walking the line. I, I yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then also in the documentary, I mean, I. I knew the story about Molly Holly uh, paying for your wrestling school, but I didn't really understand the extent of it Yeah, about just, I mean, even you meeting her at like a fan access, giving her your tape. And I mean, you always hear these kind of like horror stories of like women not helping each other in the business and stuff like that is just not the case. I mean, obviously you look, I mean, it can be. But in this situation, you know, being able to see Molly Holly for her to see something in you right from the jump to help you get your foot in the door to help pay for your wrestling training like that just doesn't happen. That's crazy.
1: Well, and I, I feel like you hit the nail on the head right there. It's a matter of like, you know, what's the type of story that really grabs a headline? It's like, you know, so-and-so was catty and held this person down and like blah, blah, blah. You know, the real, everyone wants the drama and it's not necessarily headline news to be like, no, this person is like a living angel. And she plucked <laughs> a, a basically essentially a fan and I sucked at that time. Like I'm the match that I gave her, I was not good. But Molly like just saw in me, you know, just, I guess, maybe a passion and commitment and just want and a desire to improve. And that's what she gave me, like the opportunity to be able to improve when I didn't wasn't financially in the situation. I couldn't have made that happen. There was a time where maybe those stories wouldn't get the traction, but I'm so proud to tell those stories because I feel like the more we normalize that, the more you're going to see that it's not a bunch of drama and cattiness. There, there is a lot of folks helping out each other. And there's a lot of men that help the women too. It wasn't all like the men are holding us down and blah 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 there were so many advocates for the women to to be better and to to get more opportunities fit finley you know dustin there's so many guys fighting for us and taking us aside and helping I don't know. It just wasn't all the way it was always painted out to be, if that makes no, sense. No, I
0: get that. It's funny because I feel like, you know, when I do interviews and people always kind of want that, what's it like being a woman working in a man's world? And it's like, sure, there could be some hiccups in some like things that happen here or there, but that's going to happen regardless of gender. But I, you know, a thing that I always try to point out is how many, awesome men that I've actually had the chance to work with that have done nothing but champion me and help me to get in the positions that I've been in and not made me feel like I was the girl to be there. I mean, I can talk about Michael Cole for days about how much he's helped me. I'm sure you can feel the same way, but like working with him, uh, you know, with, with Corey Graves, with, with Tom Phillips, with Mike Mansuri, like all of these dudes that have been so quintessential in helping to like push women along but yeah, it, it becomes that headline of like, oh, they wanted to hold the women down and they're not doing right by them. And it's like, that's just, that's not always the case.
1: No. And, and, it's, and we know that it's not, it's not all like, you know, one side of the line, the other side of the line, it's really a spectrum across the board. And, and we're all, we're all just a group. and We're all so different. Like there's just so many different types of people that get, get into this and are attracted to this. But now I just, I don't know, I, I don't prescribe to that theory that it was all one certain way. I'm trying to be politically correct. Can you tell? Like, (laughs) how do I say
0: it? We're walking that PC line over here. It's terrible. Oral Sessions is proud to be presented by FanDuel. You guys never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Uh, Why do I play FanDuel? I play FanDuel because I'm new to the fantasy game I kind of need somebody to hold my hand through the whole process. And the thing with the FanDuel Fantasy app is that it's so incredibly easy to use. Even a dum dumb like me can make it work. And if you happen to be a fence sitter like yours truly, you guys can pick a new team every single game. You can switch it up. You can change your mind. It's all up to you. Ball is in your court. So FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match of up to 500 smackaroos when you make your first deposit. Just go to fanduel.com slash cowherd for more info. Fanduel.com slash cowherd. Fanduel, more ways to win. How did it feel for you to see Molly Holly go into Hall of Fame this year?
1: Oh, I was so excited. So here's the thing, like in my documentary, they didn't end up using the footage, but I shamelessly was trolling through that documentary. Like I was showing things that Molly gave me or whatever. And like, here's the gear she gave me. I was like, future Hall of Famer, Molly, Holly got to go in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) And then like just randomly, because I knew it was about that time and we didn't hear any names announced for Hall of Fame. I was like, Victoria Jazz and um, Molly need to go in the Hall of Fame, like on Twitter. And word of no lie, like the very next morning, they announced, and I think that they had already recorded the bump, telling Molly. So I didn't know; I had no idea. And uh, so I was so excited, like I was just trying to speak it into existence. Sometimes, like reminding everybody helps. In like, oh yeah, holy crap! Like this person, how have we not, you know, highlighted this person yet? And I, and I think like it's awesome to see people get their due that are not only talented in the ring, have helped a lot of folks, but also, you know, just. Like Molly just done so much behind the scenes is so treasured and respected. And, you know, I think we're we're at a stage now where like being a good person is being rewarded. And I think that's awesome.
0: Thank God, right? Like it is about time. It's funny. I like as I was like preparing to interview with you and like one thing that popped in my mind that's like something that I think you and I share, and I don't know if this has ever been something that's hindered you, but do you feel like being as nice
1: as you are has ever gotten in your way? Well, I think that it got in my way. When I was trying to be sexy, you know, there was a large segment of my career where I was kind of competing with the brand of sexuality that we were putting forward. And it was so not me to the point where like I got breast implants, something, a decision I was really uncomfortable with, but I felt like that was something I had to do because I was just this, I wasn't that type of woman that like exuded sexuality. And I felt like, well, if I don't do this, like how, I mean, I didn't feel like nobody ever said that to me. But I felt like that would bring that out of me, and it didn't at all. It made me more self-conscious, and I felt like I was constantly competing with myself to like be this thing that I wasn't. Being nice, I don't feel like held me back because um, I felt like I wanted. I treated everybody with respect, and honestly, here's another Molly Holly story. Before my very first tryout at the Air Canada Centre in Toronto, Yeah. I was going as an extra on <laughs> 2002, and Molly was kind of giving me all the answers to the test. And then the first thing she told me was, when you walk in that door, shake every person's hand, crew, catering, you know, janitorial to Vince McMahon, everybody's the same, treat everybody the same. And I was like, yes, ma'am, yes, you know, like that, that lived with me forever. And so I feel like. I feel like that was one thing I tried to keep true in my career is like, I didn't care who you were. I don't care if you came in and your ish didn't stink. Like, you know, it, or you were somebody that was, you know, setting up the catering for all the wrestlers. Like you're the same to me. And right. we, and I think like in that way, that, that type of attitude has has gotten folks farther than the others.
0: All right, Beth, thank you so much for taking the time and joining me and getting to hang out and chat all things wrestling and now pierogies. And we'll just, uh, we'll await you um, getting in the ring. But in the meantime, we will enjoy your vocal stylings on commentary because you were absolutely crushing it. I could not be happier to see where you're at and just the leaps and bounds that you are making for women in broadcasting and wrestling. So Kudos to you, my girl.
1: Thank you, Renee. I'm so happy for you to enter this new chapter and the little baby. I cannot wait.
0: (laughs) Oh, me too. Me too. I'm like counting it down.
2: Vince likes it low. He doesn't like
3: how I naturally sound. My impression of you, when I hear you do promos, goes like this, ready? The bludgeoning <laughs> will come upon the streets of the non-believers. <laughs> blungeon, blungeon, blungeon.
2: That's not too far off. know right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're just a couple of real people, a couple of dads. Evil eyes. Evil eyes. One of us is bald, one of us pretends he's not. You got a good head of hair on you, though. I mean, you say that, but honey, you want to weigh in on that? No? Okay.
3: I think you do. (laughs) I think it's fine.
2: I mean, it's fine for now. It works. It's long. It's still
3: Still, good. I mean, some parts are long. You can't be that self-conscious about your hair. Come on. I mean.
2: Look at the size of you. Does that matter? Yes. I think it makes me more self-conscious. Why? There's more of me to be conscious about.
3: What are they really going to look at when they first see you? Beard down to your nipples or the top of your head?
2: If I'm in a ring and there's light shining on it, top of my head.
3: Okay. All right. All right.
2: Honey, did you want to weigh in on this? I'm good. Okay.
3: So a conservative haircut is out of the question.
2: Well, I'd like to cut my hair, but she
3: will not have any of it. No. So you like the long hair? Oh, yeah. Big time. See, I'm glad that you do because like I... Have had discussions with women that I, I've went on dates with, and they're like, "Would you ever cut the hair for me?" And I go, "No, oh, God, no, no, no. I like the longer hair." You tell them first date. Oh yeah, let them know. I don't cut my hair because my mother even asked me to mm-hmm. do it. I'm going to do it for some women that's going to ghost me in like two weeks. <laughs> you don't know that. I, with my luck, probably. All right, all right. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, where do you see this going? I, I met you off Bumble. I don't know. <laughs> it's uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> Is it?
3: <sighs> I would known
2: nothing about it.
3: Well, how many years are you guys out of the, uh, the dating pool?
2: 37 at this point. <laughs> that's what it feels like.
3: I'm telling you, it's not fun. Amanda, I'm going to open up. And that's who we're talking to. We're talking to How do you like to be addressed? Is it Luke Harper, Harper, Brody Lee, Brody? Like, what can we call you? Uh, They call me Harper today, I guess. All right. right. So we're going to keep it canon. Yeah, call me Harper. You can get more hits, maybe. (laughs) But we also have um, Harper's lovely wife, Amanda. Now, Amanda, I'm going to show you my bumble. Feel free. (laughs) If you see a pretty girl, swipe right
4: so wait how do i use bumble
3: you just swipe oh. right if you like a Ooh. girl okay. and if you don't like a girl you swipe left how do and i use bumble like it- you don't know <laughs> it's
4: all on my phone
3: i'm on now. the road
2: four days a week she's at home bumbling
3: oh yeah big time <laughs> Now, what, what am I like? What, well, you can also if, scroll up like the way you're doing it. You can check out their pictures and then they have like a little bio. Most of the time they're wonder lusters who like to travel and do soul cycle.
4: I mean, she's, this, this one, this girl's really pretty, but I feel I like she's would be difficult. She's a business owner at a salon. She's problematic.
3: Harper knows the type of woman I like. See, yeah, I
4: don't though. I've I've only heard about you. I've heard a lot about you.
3: Good things, I hope.
4: A very good thing. Oh, good. He'll, good what yeah. he'll do is he'll bury you like to your face, yeah. but then behind your back, like he'll praise you because that's what he does with me.
3: But he's never buried you. See, but to me, right, he buries you. me all the time. No. And he's like,
4: "Oh, Emilio, can't wait to meet you because all I do is talk about and how nice, you know, how good you are." Yeah. And I was like, "You do?"
3: Yeah, <laughs> all the time. It's All a work. Yeah, it's all an illusion. <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors. He sings your praises. She told me on the way
2: here, actually, in the Uber, she goes, just so you know, you wouldn't be where you are today without me. It's true. And I was like, that just seems out of the blue and a little stiff.
4: He said he could be done with me. I said, yeah. <laughs>
3: Did I say that? Yeah. I forgot that part. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, my father would be a complete mess without my mom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See? Like, do you call her when you have to go to the store for her and to make sure that you get the specific items needed? Oh, my needed? God. It's
2: a three text ordeal. <laughs> and I make sure that I check the text 14 times. Because if I come home with the wrong item, she'll be like, oh, I guess I have to go to Target now. And oh, then, my dad calls. And then he say, don't text. Oh, oh see,
3: so you do don't,
4: don't, don't. We don't
3: call. We only text.
4: But you know I wouldn't pass up a chance to go to Target by myself. You
3: are a little Target fanatic. <laughs> Is that because you just want to get away from the kids?
4: Yeah, 100%. He was offended on the car right here. He's like, I miss the kids. And I was like, I'm good. He's like, I can't believe
2: you don't miss kids. She goes, I don't like, miss the kids.
4: I'm with them 24 so I do miss them. but like, Oh,
2: you do now?
3: Because we're on air?
4: No. I always miss them. <laughs> but I, I appreciate a break. I appreciate oh. like, some time away. So
3: is it rough when he's on the road and you have to... Be both mom and dad. And not to discredit you as a dad, because I think you're an amazing dad. Go ahead. But (laughs) is it rough to be the disciplinarian and then to be the mom?
4: I'm bad cop. And like, he's, he's a great dad when he's home. He's super, super helpful. Even when he's home, he's still a good cop. So yeah. as soon as he walks in the door, uh, our oldest, I don't exist in his world as soon as dad walks in the door. So right now, the baby still lights up when he sees me. I, I so did I'm get sure in a little bit change. of trouble
2: this morning when uh, the baby was crying at about 730. We both got up at the same time. And then she said, she looked over and said, do you want me, <laughs> do you want me to take care of it? And I said, yes. And I laid back down. <laughs> and she, w- she had heat with me. The fr- I mean, you asked me. Just say, "Go get the baby," and I will. Yeah. Don't ask me. Don't give me the option.
4: I need at least help a little. I was
2: so tired. <laughs> See, I love it, man. This is what uh, a this is, but this is what a healthy relationship is, though. Well, is it? you know my, you know my uh, theory of a healthy relationship is based on fear. Yes, and I fear my wife. I fear her utmost. just looking at me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like when she walked in before, when you guys walked in, I was just like, ah, uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, really? No. no, I'm just playing along. I thought, oh wow, what a yeah. nice lady. What a nice lady. But what nice My eyes. God, if
2: you wronged her.
3: What would be like one of the things, like one of those little minute little things that would cause a hurricane in the house? Oh,
2: I know one thing. She makes dog food for our two
3: dogs. (laughs) Because I'm
4: a crazy person. And
2: uh, we have a fridge out in the garage where she'll store all of it. Uh And then we will bring like five or six in at a time. And sometimes on a Friday, I'll use the last two that are in the fridge inside. And then I'll get an angry text About how I didn't bring more dog food in. Okay, so when you use something
4: all up, all I ask is that you bring the ones in the freezer, outside, inside, so they could thaw. So then the next day when I go to feed the dogs, the dog food's there. That's totally reasonable, right? this is my thought process. every single time he does
2: this. This is my thought process. When I'm done feeding these dogs, my responsibilities are pretty much done for the day. Which means (laughs) that I can put Tito's and Monster into my shaker cup and enjoy my evening.
4: To be fair, he's usually drinking before he feeds the dog. So uh,
2: the other the other mind. hurricane would be leaving ten shakers oh, my God. in a car <laughs> all dirty.
4: <laughs> no, we have a cabinet where all the protein shakers go. And I went looking for them. I'm like, I swear we had a whole bunch. So I texted him I'm like, Hey, what happened? I figure he, you know, maybe lost them on the road or whatever. So I was cleaning out the other car. I go and find him and I find ten dirty protein. I don't know. If you've ever found a dirty used protein shaker, but it smells like death. And I was so angry.
2: Uh, That that was that was the last bad one.
3: Did you guys meet when you guys were wrestling? Because Amanda used to wrestle
4: long time ago. Uh, I actually was a fan when I met him.
3: She was uh, a Mark guys. <laughs> I was. Uh,
4: I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, so I was actually dating one of the other guys. Oh. I was straight out of an all girls high school. He was the first boy I met. Um, I was dating somebody else, and I walked in. He met me, and he was absolutely baffled while I was with my ex boyfriend. Which good place. <laughs> good place. <laughs> looking back, You're I get confused. it. I get it. If you met him, you'd you'd get it. Very nice man.
2: You but. know he's gonna listen to this. Hi, Anthony. Yes. (laughs) God.
4: But we became friends, and one night he gave me a ride home from the wrestling show, because we lived down the street from each other. My brother was with us. We pull in the driveway, my brother's like, you want to come in and meet our cat? I was like, there's no way this grown man wants to meet our cat. And he came in. We sat on my parents' couch for, I don't know, like eight hours, and I fell in love with him. Broke up with my boyfriend the next day.
2: I was going to say, is cat a code word?
4: (laughs) No, nothing happened that (laughs) night.
3: Wow. Look at you. You charmer, you. Unbelievable. It is, actually. It's the eyes. Something. It's the
2: eyes. (laughs) Very beautiful, man. Did you have the beard back then? Not full He's always had
4: some kind of facial hair. It's changed throughout the years. Like, there's been an occasional, like, a Fu Manchu or a goatee or something.
3: Or was it the Huber Boy 2 look? That was when it happened. Yeah, it
4: was. It was the Huber Boy 2 look.
3: And then you decided to wrestle as the Hubet?
4: No. <laughs> God, no. No? No. Huh.
2: That would make us related. That'd be weird.
3: The Hubers were, could have been like, who are they from Slapshot? Oh, the Hansons. Yeah. yeah. They, they could have been. You don't know if the Hansons are related. I hope they are. They could just be like, you know what? I'm, you're a drifter. Come hang out. True. Let's get this over. And But then and I let's... give you
2: the same last name and I'm still trying to date you?
3: She got the last name anyway. That's, so... that's a
2: good point. They to be
4: fair, you didn't want to date me. I chased after you. Oh, for here we years. go. See,
2: she, can, she always has a me. sprinkle in a little burial.
4: It's not a burial, it's a it's little a bit fact. of a
3: put over and then sprinkle a little burial. Sorry, it's a fact. Well, maybe he didn't want to date another wrestler. Yeah. He didn't. Maybe oh, he didn't want to be the cliche. He he didn't. Didn't. Exactly. He
4: absolutely didn't want to date another That's
3: wrestler. That's right. flat out told me.
2: That's a great line. It really worked.
3: <laughs> it did. It did. Hey, let me see your cat. I don't want to date wrestlers. <laughs> Boom. Oh, we're dating. 37 yeah, years later, dating. two kids. Two kids. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about Harper, Brody Lee, Huber boy, uh, Big Rig, yeah. the whole nine, man. Um, how you and I hit it off <laughs> was because of fellow WWE superstar. Oh,
2: my son's best friend. Your son's best friend. Yeah. Big Ernesto Langston. <laughs> Ernesto Langston. I think that's it.
3: Yeah, it's Ernesto <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was, I don't know how the conversation started, but him and I were talking about MMA and he put you over as an MMA guy. And he said he was listening to hip hop. So I sent him a couple of links to be like, Hey, if he likes X, Y, and Z, he'll like this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And he sent them to you. He's like, yeah. you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to cut yeah. the middleman out. Said, I'm just going to
2: introduce. Let's put this in a group and see what happens.
3: I was
4: absolutely baffled when he told me uh, a few weeks ago, he's like, yeah, I've never met him. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Talking to him for how long now?
2: I'll talk about our group all the time like oh this was said or this happens and then and then i said yeah it's like when i go down there'll be the first she's like wait you haven't met him no
4: like you talk to him all the time because i'll we'll be sitting on the couch watching tv and like he'll message and i'll like look over and i'm talking to ian Amelia. okay
3: so I told him, I was like, you know, I've never officially met him, nope. but I know he exists and I have seen him work outside of WWE. Yep. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I told the story that it was the Ace Arena. Ace Arena. It's in Union City, New Jersey. I think it was a Chikara show. It was a Chikara show. Okay. And I saw this shoe. Hits you in the face. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this was part of the show or just whatever it was. Mid-match? Mid-match. Shoe hits your face. You break character. Mm -hmm. You hop over the guardrail, which is easy because your wheels are just tremendous. (laughs) Well. You hop over the the guardrail and chase this dude out of the arena. You left
2: the building. And Ace Arena is not a huge building, but I did chase him to the door and out onto the street. I just didn't think it was right to be hit with a shoe mid-match. And, uh... Against my better judgment, I went into the crowd. I've done that a few times, and again, against my better judgment.
3: <laughs> I turned to my cousin, and I go, I'm a fan of this guy. Because <laughs> I didn't know if it was a work or not. God, what well, year? Was that 2007? Yeah. Whew. Yeah, that was Chikara. Chikara was fun to me, and I didn't know that existed until that year. So my cousin was putting it over, and he's like... Ultramantis black yeah. and los ice creams oh, and ice creams he was like you have to come and see this I go, oh, what is this he goes it's like comedy and pro wrestling mm-hmm. he goes you'll love it that was yeah. the first time i went oh so that was so when i saw Beautiful. you do that i was like Absolutely. i'm a fan <laughs> and you didn't have merch either so i wanted not. to buy a
2: shirt very lazy yeah very lazy on the indies never had merch why are you shaking your head?
4: Just like how you sprinkled in the, on the Indies, as if something's changed now.
2: Are you saying that I'm lazy
3: now?
4: I'm going to go back to Bumble.
3: Okay. <laughs> oh, God. oh, and minute, if I match with anybody and they start to message, pretend to be me. Okay. God. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever play one of the Los Ice Creams?
2: No, uh, I've always wanted to. Um, I don't think I was talented enough. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I don't think I could hide my mannerisms enough because the guys that did were very good at it and uh, were two of the most entertaining characters I've ever seen wrestling. And
3: I loved, I bought, I bought their merch. I bought <laughs> theirs too. You didn't have any, so I had to buy theirs. Mm-hmm. And then every time I went to a Chikara show after that, I would always buy the updated version of mm-hmm. the most ice cream shirt. And it's great because Quack didn't have to pay somebody twice. I remember I sent you a picture of me wearing the Los Ice Cream shirt as I was talking to a girl on the train, and I'm like, hey, do you think (laughs) this just screams
2: dork? I think it screams heartthrob.
3: Also, you don't know whether or not the Los Ice Cream shirt could be pro wrestling or if it can be Billionaire Boys Club subdivision, which is called Ice Cream. Yeah, it could go anywhere. So I was real lucky. And you could make
2: up a story with it. You Got a lot of openings there.
3: Yeah, I work at an ice cream parlor. I own it. I own, <laughs> it. I own it. I own 70 of them. I own Yeah, all across Pennsylvania. Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, Los <laughs> Ice Creams. hero de Sparks. Yes, yes. You know?
2: Beautiful. Oh, yeah.
4: He's texting. Say hi.
2: Talk. Shouldn't he be at- Shouldn't yeah, he be My at, phone is yours for the day. <laughs> oh,
4: say oh, I'm,
2: I don't know. Shouldn't he be at a show?
4: I don't know. Not I
2: didn't here? Read, I didn't read the he text. He's supposed to be sitting where you are.
3: Oh my God, I didn't read the text.
2: It's okay, Sarita. So the- <laughs> okay. On air, go. On air. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm mad at him. But um, so so yeah, so that was where this thing started, and f- yeah. ever since then, I've always been a fan of your work. Eleven years later, yeah. I never went to a trios though.
2: Oh trios is the best. Yeah. I didn't have much luck in trios, but uh, it was always the biggest show for them. And um, I'm, I was gonna say I did a cage match during a trios, but I don't think it was.
3: Would you ever look back at that time fondly and go, damn, if there was anything I can do differently, what would I do?
4: He wants picks. Sorry.
3: <laughs> Wait, do you want to answer this question?
4: I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry.
2: This if, do I ever look fondly at the Indies when I was now?
4: Everything. Grass is always greener anywhere but where he's standing. I'm I'm going to leave that. that I
3: am the same way. There's always this odd existential dread to do anything.
2: Right. And I don't know if it's grass is greener or there's a fondness of that time to me. Maybe I romantize, how do you say that? Romanticize. Yeah, that one. Uh, Maybe I do that a little bit to some of my past, but. I don't know. For the most part, I thought it was good times. Well, you also got to remember,
3: too, you were in a class before that big boom happened. Right. Where it was Uh,
2: cool to be an independent worker. And now it's very different where there's all kinds of different work out there now, and it's a different landscape. So, yeah, I I would say fondly. She might disagree, but she's not listening.
3: Would you do anything different (laughs) if you you were coming
2: up now uh, yes i would definitely try to have merch have merch <laughs> um and understand the position that i was in being a bigger guy in the indies maybe try to use that to my advantage more as opposed to just a guy filling a spot there's not a lot of guys like that out there
3: i see and, but i gotta disagree with you though hmm? i don't think you were just a guy filling a
2: spot right but i think i could have struck more while the iron was hot and again the iron only got so hot at that time of the independence but I don't know. I think I left something on the table.
3: Oh uh, man, let me tell you something. I could continue this all night, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a cap on okay. it here because you have such a rich WWE <laughs> career now. Okay. And I'm loving the stuff that you're doing <laughs> as a dad. And I love the relationship that you have with your wife. You guys work well together. And I love the fact Straight that fear. you guys it is. <laughs> but I love the fact that you guys came here. Opened up your lives to me a little bit, and really embraced the fact of just having a conversation and being so open and honest that you know people would hear about you it's, know this is the most we've talked in years. So. It's just true. So I just want to <laughs> say I just want to say thank you and thank look you. at me helping <laughs> helping build a, yeah. a stronger marriage. Fostering. Yeah,
4: I feel like this is the first time anybody's like given a shit about anything I've had to say.
3: Listen, the wrestler's wife is a very, very important role that people sleep it on. It is one of the most important roles, and he the always puts that wife. over to you. To yeah. uh, he always
2: you hear a lot of nightmare stories on the road, and uh, I'm very lucky.
3: I
4: don't argue with him when he's on the road. I wait till he gets home.
2: <laughs> well, we talk. We actually joke about we should start fighting more so that I don't miss home as much. Yeah. So I just want to stay on the road because I, I like being home and maybe too much.
3: I don't think that's ever a bad thing. I mean, you, look what you're putting your body through to have a nice home. I love so. it. Just continue to do what you're doing. So I guess uh, Twitter and Instagram. Insta, big Instagram guy. Yeah, huge. I'm still waiting for a follow back. <laughs> I he follows
4: I like five people. Yeah, I don't really. I'm the only person. He follows like National Geographic and NASA. Joe
2: think, Rogan gets like on well. there.
4: The only reason he follows me is because my Instagram was private.
2: If I knew my wife couldn't see who I follow, I'd follow
3: a lot more People
4: because I care
3: but uh, brother I appreciate it (laughs) thank you Amanda it was a pleasure
0: thank you this is fun oh oh (laughs) thank you guys so much for hanging out with me on this special edition of the best of for oral sessions we just mash up the best from the week let you guys get the little highlights you can go back and listen to the full length episodes, should you choose to do so I highly recommend it because there's some good stuff in there it's really hard to cut these down because these chats can be so great. We we, uh, we really do have the best guests come on here and hang out. And uh, I love being able to do that here on the show. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. You can go back and listen to more of the episode. You can also watch these interviews on our YouTube page. You can just search Renee Paquette, search for The Volume Network, and you'll be able to find all the things. We've got the short clips. We've got the full-length interviews. Find them all on there. Like, subscribe, share, turn on the notifications, all that good stuff. We'll see you guys next time on Oral Sessions.